Hey everyone, this is Casey, and thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Truth. The inspiration behind this week's episode came from a clip I saw on Instagram, and the moment I saw it, I was like, I gotta find out what Jill and Deb think about this. And I'm really glad I decided to share it with them because it led to some awesome conversations about what it really means to be an independent woman and just kind of the role that finances play in relationships. This episode is also really special because it's our first time using our brand new microphone, which we got courtesy of Deb's fiance, Brian. So thanks again, Brian. I really hope you enjoy this episode and make sure you stay tuned until the very end because there's a fun little blooper tacked on for you. All right. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the good, the bad and the truth. This is Deb. I'm Casey. This is Jill. And we are recording today with our new microphone. Woo! Yeah. Yay. Thanks to our sponsor, just Brian. Yeah. <laughs> He's a patron of the arts. Right? Thank you for buying us this beautiful microphone. We feel so professional now. Yeah. So hopefully you guys can uh, notice the difference in our song, sound quality and, you know. Let us know if you can hear it. I think, I think we think you can. Yeah. We've played it back a little bit. Okay. Right. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Today is January 27th, and what is today, Casey? Um, it's a pretty simple day today. Today is National Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day, which I'm all about. I love bubble wrap in those little pops. That's super soothing to me. In fact, there's a phone case you can buy that has, like, a bubble wrap texture. You can, like, pop it and then, like, reset ah, it. That's interesting. And I always kind of want one, but I'm like, do you really want that? But, yeah, if you're are in you bubble gonna, wrap. Are you going to be that annoying person? Yes. I'll be like, pop, pop, <laughs> just for you, Deb. Um, but so if you're into bubble wrap, hopefully you've gotten a package recently, you can pop some. I was obsessed with bubble wrap when we, like when we were kids, when you'd get like a new electronic and you have the giant yeah. like, circles. Oh, that was a highlight of the it's weekend. so good. Yeah. yeah. I remember, I think me and my cousins, we rolled ourselves up in bubble wrap and like went down the stairs in it and like pop, 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 pop. So much fun. How'd you get so much bubble wrap? <laughs> like when you buy a TV or like you bought, I don't um, know. I don't know. I feel like we always had bubble little. wrap as kids. There was always bubble wrap. Packages. Are you a fan of? Yeah, no, I do like bubble wrap. Um, but I, I was just impressed that she had that much mm-hmm. bubble wrap. She's a baller. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's say we had that TV for a good uh, 20 years. So <laughs> I was like, they were buying TVs every week. She had to travel you know? that bubble wrap that one time. Bubble wrap was sacred. No, but even like people when you used to buy stuff in the store, they would wrap your merch like in no, bubble wrap. True. We just don't do so much now. Because, I remember my know. mom used to buy a lot of crystal and like collectibles and glass things. Mm-hmm. So I always had a lot of bubble wrap. Huh. Yeah, I used to buy right. a lot of mugs. Bubble wrap. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Um, and then also, it is National Chocolate Cake Day, which I care nothing about. But I like I chocolate like, cake. Like, there you go. I like chocolate cake, too. Chocolate cake reminds me of Matilda. Oh, that's cute. Chunchbowl. Yeah. Do you do you know that reference? Nope. Oh. Yeah, I was like... Why she was so quiet? Mm. Okay, well, you know. Hopefully, if you enjoy chocolate cake, you can have a slice today mm. and not get locked in a cupboard for it. <laughs> Have you never seen Matilda? Yeah, let's not get I into have, it. but I don't, it didn't stick in my brain. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. So, Jill, I think you have a friendship question for us? I do. So, today's topic is going to be um, a little bit about dating. So, I had a question for you guys. And the friendship test question is, out of the three of us, who do you think would be the first to leave if they were on a bad date? Huh. I think it would be Jill. I also agree. <gasps> I would pick Deb. I've thought about Deb, but I kind of feel like Deb might stay. Mm-hmm. You think so? I thought, oh, gosh. No. I thought Casey would stay the longest. Oh, yeah, I would. I, I yeah. didn't even include myself in the running. <laughs> but, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you guys see me that powerful. I don't have that ability. I don't think. Not inside me. I think I would just linger. Oh, I'd linger for like an hour and a half. I don't think you would. I think you'd leave faster than that. I think the I shortest think date would, I've ever yeah. been on was probably like 45 minutes. Yeah, and I've was, never been on. That's the time I had in my mind. For I you. was just over it. That's yeah, quick. Yeah, I needed to Yeah, bounce. that is quick. I've never yeah. been on a 45-minute date. Okay, well, then maybe. Even yeah. that date that I stalked out of, I was still there for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. 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 All so. right. Well, That's you. <laughs> that was that question. <laughs> Apparently, it was me. I didn't anticipate that. But all right. I thought Savage Deb would win. Nope. I kind of feel like Deb would not just, win, but you know. I feel like Deb would stay and just be like passive aggressive, like savagery. Like, like start arguing I'm with still the person here, but like yeah, mean, yeah. I don't think she yeah, leave. Yeah. but she wouldn't leave. No, no. And we all know Casey. I'm just fucking stay. Oh. Casey's trapped until three o'clock in the afternoon. Pretty much. 
or morning. Three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, how early is she going on this date? Casey likes breakfast dates. Oh, if I feel like waking up, I, I'm open to all kinds of dates. Yeah, whatever. The point is, I know how to get out of situations. Ugh, the worst. <laughs> She's rubbing her forehead. <laughs> it makes her anxious. This be really stressed. Just thinking about it makes her anxious. My Casey like... will be there till midnight, mm-hmm. and she's driving them home. Oh, wow. Ugly. This is ugly. I don't appreciate this. You guys, it is Sunday morning. My goodness. Uh, Deborah's already out. See? My savagery. Are you making my shoulders hot? I don't want to talk about it. She's rubbing her arms over here. Casey's already worked up. I know. It's bad. All right. Casey, today I just wanted to point out, everybody has has some random merch on today. So Casey's wearing... We are the weirdos, Mister from the Craft T-shirt. <laughs> Deborah has her cute Mana T-shirt on, mm-hmm. and then I've got this Disney Epcot sweatshirt from like back in the day. I feel like we're all bringing our fashion. That's logo really game. good. I really like that sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I had questionable feelings about it only because Chip and Dale look a little. Racist. It's a little racist. It's a little racist. It's from nineteen what eighty eight. Yeah. Or something. They're, it's Japan. They're I don't think little... it would be made now. No, but, but you know what? I kind of feel like, oh my god, does someone think I'm wearing a racist sweatshirt? I don't know. Could be. I don't know either. I wanted to wear it to work one day, and I was like, no. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. That might be a bit much. I Even know. though I feel like people at my job, they're not necessarily on that. Oh, yeah. Mm. Either way. Yeah, I can't say. Mm-mm. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Anyway, Jill's racist sweatshirt. Yes, with Chip I and Dale. Know. I mean, um, it's because one's bowing. Yeah, because they're dressed like they're from Japan. They have their little Japanese garb, but then like everyone on the shirt, all the characters are from another country. It's true. I see Donald Duck wearing a sombrero, and what's that little thing called? A sarape. A sarape. That's yeah. what I want to say. But he's always like right. three caballeros, Donald. Yeah. yeah. So you know, either way, it's living. Anyway, I like all our shirts today. There you go. Mm-hmm. We're bringing it. Okay. So today, as Jill said, we're kind of going to be talking about dating, but we're going to get there in a roundabout way. We're going to kick the conversation off with kind of deciding what we think being an independent woman means. So anyone want to start? Uh, it's another term that like I hate because I don't know. I just feel like Beyonce. No, no, I don't hate it because it's Beyonce. I don't know why. I feel like it just gets thrown around as if you're have an attitude like and you carry like an air about yourself that you're like oh i'm independent i don't need no man like it just goes off in that tangent and so that's the way i like it always gets associated so it makes me feel like it's not a term i would ever want to use to describe myself or like other people who yes in my mind they are independent i would never describe them that way just because i don't like the way the words sound i 100 percent agree because i am clearly independent you know but I don't walk around saying, like, I'm an independent woman. And I think it's because it does have, like, this negative connotation. Or, like, I don't know. It's true. Like, I don't need anybody. And it's like, well, I think that being independent does not mean that. It means that I can handle myself. But, like, you know. I think the two, needing a partner or having a partner and finances are mutually exclusive. Like, they shouldn't be. They go hand in hand. Yeah. What about you, Deb? So... (laughs) It's funny because I always say that to Brian and I joke, but it's more of a joking thing. Like I always tell him, I'm a strong, independent woman. I don't need no man, but I say it more so in a joking way. Um, And then sometimes he goes, yes, I know, babe, you're a strong, independent woman. You don't need a man. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So sometimes he'll just like say it to me without me saying it first. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Um, I do think that it does have, like you said, like that negative connotation, but um, I I don't know. I I don't say it like in an attitude type of way or I don't say it like I'm telling everybody like, oh, you know, like I'm whatever. I don't know. I mean, I think that I feel, I feel like I'm sad that it has kind of a negative connotation when I think about it because... There should be nothing wrong with being independent, you know, but I think that society has just like built this image around it because like, yeah, I don't need a man. No, I would I like one. Yeah, yeah. Like there should be nothing wrong with saying I'm independent. Like I should be really proud of it. I mean, I am proud of like, it. Like if I had a daughter, I would want her to be strong, comma, independent. And yeah, she's like all these things. Like, like these it's, are, all, it's super important. great. And I just feel like maybe where it stems from is a time where like women really do not have the opportunity to be independent. So now it's like, yeah, I can do this all by myself. Like I don't need you to support me because I don't, you know, like I don't. But, like, you know, still come around. Like, I feel like when people say it, like, a lot of times when men say it, like, oh, well, she's strong, independent. 
then it's like, oh, well, she doesn't it's, want anybody. It's either it's intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's a turnoff because, well, they, they don't need me for anything. Which, like, the reason that you want, like, I should, you shouldn't want me to want you for that. You know, like, you should want me to want you because you're a good person and I like you all that stuff. It shouldn't be for finances or, like, my rent or, like, anything like that. Like, I don't really get that. You know? I mean, I, I'm not going to say I wouldn't like it because rent alone is expensive, you know, but like, I got it. you like, it's okay. But like, I would accept a partner very happily. So I feel like it's weird when you say, like, she's an independent woman. And I'm like, I am, but you know. But you can also be married to be an independent woman. Yeah, like I don't think you lose that by being, being with somebody, person. you know. Yeah, you're not, it's not something that goes away mm-hmm. when you're in a partnership with somebody. So. So yeah. So. I feel like this comes up, well, I think about strong independent woman when I'm at the nail shop because when I get my nails done because there's always the conversation that comes up like the other day I went to get my nails done and some girl came they, the girls were talking about a girl who came in and she was like in college or something um and she said I only have $40 what can I get for that and they were like basically just the basic like gel manicure is what we can do and she kept showing them pictures of what she wanted to do and um they were like, no, you can't. And so the woman who was telling the story, she was like, yeah, I told her she needs to get a boyfriend, like, to come and get her nails done, like, to pay for her. She's like, and that's going to be the way you're going to be getting, like, all these nice nails. And I do commonly see, like, women get dropped off, and then guys will come, and they'll pay for their nails. And I'm just like, Ooh, like, that's that's just next level. That's, I don't know. It's just something so foreign to me. Yeah. It's just odd. I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I'm not even saying I wouldn't like it. Because my nails are expensive. But, like, I don't know. It just seems weird. I just feel like it comes into the category of personal grooming. And, like, you should maintain. Like, you're going to pay for your hair to get done. Or pay for your nails. Or, I don't know. I just feel like those are things you pay for on your own. Yeah, but at the same... Well, okay. So, I, I don't know. I... Yes, it is weird. But at the same time, like... Just because they're being dropped off, that's what makes it weird. And no, because I'll, I'll see the guy come and give them cash. Like, here, no, baby, here's I your know, money. But there's probably tons of other girls who they're giving them cash before they leave the house that you don't know about. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just weird for you because you're actually seeing it. Yeah, and I just feel like if it's a personal thing, I think you should just be buying your own things for yourself in that sense. I don't know. But at the same time, you don't know their situation because what if um they have like a joint account and that's just like her money too like you don't know I feel like situation. I hear the conversation of you need a you need to have a man come pay for your things like it happens I don't know if you ever hear that I've heard it I hear and often. I know girls at the nail salons and I'm there all the time who they're like oh yeah my man gave me this money or like my man like gave me this like so I can come do it and I'm like okay like and I never know what to think because I'm so used to paying for things for myself like I do not think it's like awful that your partner wants to give you that I guess but I'm also like I don't know they're your nails like don't you just want to pay for them like whatever you want to get like uh, it's just confusing for me like I'm not used to that I didn't grow up seeing my parents do things like that you know like I don't know like is this not why I have a job like so I can do this stuff because I think definitely in relationships and we'll get into this a little bit more later like there's going to be some level of sharing and interchange but like it's true. It's for my own personal grooming. And I will hear girls say, look, well, my boyfriend likes my nails this way. And so they're getting them that way. And then I'm like, well, are you doing that because he's paying for them or because, like, I have you heard just want to please too. him? Like, <laughs> oh, my boyfriend is paying for my nails, so I'm going to get them like this. He likes red, so I'm getting red. So it's just kind of like. And I'm like, I will pay for my own things because so I want it how you I have want to, it. You have to choose the design based on who's paying for it. Like, I just, I don't know. I just. That's off-putting. I've only ever seen that on Say Yes to the Dress where the mom says, I'm buying the dress, so I'm picking the dress. And I'm like, oh, that's like, well, that's different. No, because I feel like when stuff, like, even if my boyfriend was like, I'm giving you this cash. Like, to me, I'm like, You've re- I've received a gift now. Like, like to use it how you yeah, want Yeah, like, to. this is for me to do what I want with. So, like, if you said, like, oh, I'm going to pay for your wedding dress, I'd be like, oh, thanks for that money. Like, now I'm going to go choose. Like, I feel like if you're giving it to me, that's up to me. And that if it's like, this supposed to be this reciprocity or like, now you have a say in what I'm doing. Then I'd rather you keep your fucking money. <laughs> well, that's a whole different other issue. And that's a whole different other topic that we could get into. And like, because that's something else. That's not necessarily like what we're discussing, I think. 
Because that's more like of a controlling like person, a controlling relationship, I think. No? I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. I don't know. I almost feel like they kind of do go hand in hand a little bit. Because with money and paying for things does come control. And I think that sometimes, not every man, but some men are intimidated by women who are quote-unquote independent because there's a lack of control that they can have because they don't have a say-so on certain finances or they're not necessarily needed. So they can control a person's actions or where they go and how they spend their money because they are the ones supplying it. I mean, I think that's true because like in dating, you know, guys will like ask me those questions like, oh, like, who do you live with? I'm like myself, like, you know, like what kind of job you have? I'm saying these things. And they're like, Oh, like you really have it together. And I'm like, should I not have it together? I'm 33, like pretty together at least, you know? And I'm always like, it's really not that together. It's dude. not like, that together. You should not be this same impressed. For, like, same for myself. Yeah. I feel like this is quite, I'm like bare minimum. Yeah. And then I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But you know, like, and I don't know if that's intimidating them. Cause they're like, Oh, she has it too together. Or it is that room of like, Oh, well I can't kind of get her this way. Like, and I'm like, Oh, like, Get me the other way, the nice way, or take that cash and treat me to a lovely dinner. That's how you get me. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, the reason why this conversation kind of came up is because of a post I saw on Instagram from a comedian named Clint Coley. And Jill and I saw him together at the Ontario Improv a while ago with Ryan. You actually heard us mention it on his episode. Um, so you can go back and hear that if you would like. But he was really funny on stage. Like, I really liked him. I think you did, too. I did, too. I enjoyed watching his stand-up. I thought he was great. He was a good opener. I really liked him. So he went at the end when he was like, oh, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram. I was like, cool. I typed it in, decided to follow him because I liked what he had presented. It was great. Yeah. And he was really, like, hustling. I remember he was, like, selling T-shirts and stuff like that. Like, he was like, oh, these are all things. He has his own podcast. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm happy to, like, support this guy. Um... And since I've been following his Instagram, I've kind of gotten kind of an another gaze of who he is, maybe off of stage, like kind of his podcast situation. And last week he posted something and it was him kind of touching back on something he did a year ago. And he's holding a little sign and it says, like, you're paying for your own flights. And I was like, what? Like, why are we, why are we saying that? Like, what does that mean? And so he just had the picture up at first and was like, this was very like incendiary when I posted it. And then later he had a clip of him talking about it from his podcast. And he said that if a woman wants to come see you, and I'm paraphrasing, like if a woman wants to come see you, then she should be paying for herself to come basically. And then from there, he's like, you know, all you independent women want to say this stuff. Like you got it. You don't need me. This and this and this. He said, so why would I be paying for your flight? And I was just caught off guard because I think of his delivery of it because it just sounded so, like, so aggressive. He was giving the example that, say, you met someone and you are on vacation and you were both in, like, New York or whatever. And say the woman lives not in New York, somewhere further out. That if you wanted to see each other and that the woman offered to come and visit him or this person, that she should pay for the flight. But I didn't understand necessarily the background as far as... Because after reading the comments that people were saying on the post, some people were saying, well, whoever invited should pay. And then other people were saying, no, it should always be the guy that pays or vice versa. It should be the girl that pays. And so I just, I wasn't too sure on the context behind Mm -hmm. it. I mean, I think what caught me back from it is that he said it like, as the woman, I'm going to immediately have the expectation that this dude was going to pay for me. Which is not something I have. So I don't know if it's just that it's so like outside of my own life that I was like, what? Because the way he said it made me mad, but like, I don't have an issue paying for my own flight for something. I like, felt like he was projecting a lot. Like yeah. whatever post experience, he, do not post prior experiences he had had with other women that he was saying that all women were going to assume that they were going to get paid for. Yeah, I agree too. And I think it was his tone, like Casey said, like his delivery about it. It was very aggressive and um, I didn't like that. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think that I would necessarily, I've never been in that situation, but I don't think that I would necessarily assume that somebody's, you know, going to pay things for me. I don't ever assume that somebody's going to pay things for me. And that's just me like in my past, you know, obviously I'm in a relationship now, but 
in my past dating experiences, like I never assumed that, you know, obviously it is nice when somebody does, you know, say like, Hey, no, it's okay. Like I got that, but I don't know. I don't think I ever assumed that somebody was going to. No, because me and my in my past relationship, we traveled a lot. And sometimes like he would buy the plane tickets or I'd buy the plane tickets or he'd get the hotel, I'd get the hotel, but it would kind of be whatever amount of money was spent on the other one, there'd be like a balance and the other person would buy it. So it wasn't necessarily like 50-50, like tit for tat, you owe me this much money or I expect you to pay for this because I spent X amount of dollars on something. But it was just more of kind of like when with your friends, when your friends are like, I got you, I got you. And you just kind of go like back and forth like that. Yeah. Same thing with me. I feel like, you know, it'd be like, well, actually my ex-boyfriend would pay me back because he hated booking anything. I've already expressed he didn't like travel, but he would still like give me money back. But I was never like, oh, I need to like split this down like then. Or he'd just be like, here's my credit card, like buy my part, like that kind of thing. Like, but you know, I think that in relationships, like it's true. One person can't pay for everything that is not healthy. And I think that harkens back to that control and lack of control for the person who has no financial input. But I mean, I, I want to get into the scenario that he's putting out there that like we've met somewhere and we both don't live there for whatever reason. So like, I mean, what do you think about it? Because obviously that can't happen. You might be on vacation somewhere and be like, oh, we really clicked. I want to see you again. So like, but I feel like one of us, I mean, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, what if we both have different work schedules? And it only makes sense that I'm going to have to come to you more often. In that sense, I don't really think it's fair that I would always be paying to go to you just because your schedule wouldn't allow you as easily to come to me. You know what I mean? But I don't know if that's more like we're heading towards relationship time. Like, I feel like the situation he was talking about was what if a it was more casual. More, what if it was more casual? Like, you guys say you guys met in, in L.A. and he lives in New York and now he's saying, come visit me. Is that what you're saying or is it vice versa? Um, I'm kind of saying, like, let's say... Like, I met a guy, let's just pick somewhere, anywhere. I met a guy in Texas. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know why I chose Texas. I just so you were both on vacation or he just lives in Texas? You want a Republican. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Texas is wilding right now. That's, that's all we got to say. Let's say I, we met in Texas and we can, we can both have been on vacation. That's okay. fine. We were over there for Austin City Limits. All right. That sounds good. I'll build the scenario. Yeah. And let's say he really lives in, I'm, I'm going to pick Florida. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I know. I'm building it. We're going across the country. Oh, my goodness. So he's like, oh. So I feel like if he's like, oh, I'd really like to see you again. Like, what do you think about coming out to Florida? Like, if I liked him, I wouldn't be, like, against it, you know, to go one time. But let's say we, like, let's say we get back to it. And he's like, oh, you should come again. Well, now, like, have I paid to go to Florida twice and you're just in Florida not paying for anything? Because, like, I don't think that speaks of reciprocity. Like, I feel like you're kind of just having kind of some kind of well, transcontinental people all of me. When you go to Florida, I mean, he's providing your lodging. He's providing all your meals. He's paying for everything while you're there. I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. Okay. Yeah. And I have done that. I have I have received that. I've been on the – with Casey and I have had opposite experiences. Yeah. So when I used to date this guy, um, he was not from down here. It's true. He was from Northern California. And after we stopped dating, um, I don't know, like a while after it, he was like, oh, well, would you want to come up for a bit? And he's like, if you want to like grab a flight, I'm more than happy to like pay for everything while you're up here. And I was like, oh, like that seems like really fair and like cool. So that's what we did. So I only really paid to fly up there. Like anything we did, he paid for and I mean, like, really, I got the sweet end of the stick on that one because flying to Northern California is cheap and he likes to ball. So, you know, like, whatever. But yeah, I thought that was more than fair. Like, I think that's fair. But I feel like if it's just like keep flying to Florida and, oh, I live with roommates and you might need to stay somewhere and like get your own place. Like, I like to add to the scenario, you know, like. I don't mind paying if I'm going to say I met this person. We met in text, like you said. I'm going to go see him in Florida. I'll do it one time. But like Deb said, I would like that person to either pay for the hotel, if we're doing a hotel situation, or he's providing his house, whatever that may be. Probably treating me to go out, maybe not the whole time. Like I can do a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel like there should be a balance in that. Mm -hmm. And in my personal experience, I've had it where 
it's been two different guys, but the first person that I met, we did like, we met in Oakland and when I was on vacation and he lives in Oakland or Berkeley, whatever. And he was like, oh, cause we spent a couple days together when I was up there. I was visiting my friend and then um, we met and he's like, oh, I want to come see you again. And I was like, cool, whatever. But I wasn't, I wasn't going to pay for it. If he was making the effort to want to come fine. If he was going to come, yeah, I'd probably, I took us out to dinner. We ended up getting an Airbnb together because I lived at home at the time. Um, I paid for that and he paid for himself to get to SoCal and we hung out for the weekend and we ended up splitting our meals and splitting whatever it was that we were doing. Um, There was no arguing about money. It wasn't anything like that. And there was no, there also wasn't any assuming as who was paying for what. It was just kind of, it was easy. It was easy. So I just feel like that's. I don't know how it happens, how it keeps going when you guys keep dating, though, mm-hmm. long distance like that. I mean, I've never dated long distance. I don't know. Yeah. And then I had another guy that um, came to visit me from Texas, and it was the same thing. Like, he paid his own way to get to, from Texas to California. And then we pretty much, like, shared all the expenses and everything else. So, I don't know. Yeah, I can't say either. I've never been in a situation like that, but I would... Yeah, I mean, I would just think, too, that, like, it would only be fair to just split, you know, things and not just assume that one person is going to take, you know, the majority of the cost or the other person, you know, because they want to come. Because obviously, I think if, you know, said person is telling you, I want you to come see me, like, they also want that. And if you're saying, yes, I want to go see you too, like, you both want it. Like, it's not just one person who wants it, you know? Yeah. I'm just show up at your door. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like I'm just saying, like, I want to go see you, Casey. And you're just like, well, okay, fine. If you want to come see me, like then you come will. see me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously, if you didn't want me to come, you wouldn't say, all right, come. So, you know, if you both want it, and eventually, like, in the long term, if it's going to be a relationship, it has to be like more of a team thing. So I, w- I would say like split, you know, or as evenly as possible to try to make it fair. Okay. So curveball. Um, what if the person who you want to go see, um, you know, for a fact that they're significantly more well off than you are. Like, significantly. Like, not just like, oh, you're, you know, a little bit more well-off, but significantly more well-off. And they could afford to buy you 100 plane tickets to go see them. First Would of all, you- why are they dating me? <laughs> but Charmin. whatever. But yeah. would you... Now, at that point, would there be an expectation? And let's just say they don't offer. Let's just say that they... Huh, no, I'm going to maybe come twice and then where I'm paying for myself. And if it's a thing where we're going to continuously keep seeing each other, they're going to have a conversation about it. Like, I can't afford to keep seeing you this much. And then they're just going to either have to help me, maybe maybe buy the full thing, but help me get there. We're going to have a, a conversation about finances or we're not going to keep dating because I can't afford your ass. I think that's fair whether they can afford to buy me 100 plane tickets or not. Because when we were talking about it, I was thinking, like, what if they're making more money than me? Or, like, we both like each other, but we live apart. And, like, I can't ball like that. I can't be flying out everywhere. Like, I can't be going to Florida nonstop. You know what I mean? So I think, if again, if it's going to be the kind of thing where I just need to continuously come to you, then we do need to talk about how we're going to afford it. You know, like, what is that? Because, like, I think that especially the longer you do it, the the original because the first one that you start of course it's gonna be like let's go out let's do this let's like it's gonna be probably more of that in, balance you're in the in the st- beginning stages yeah. of seeing each other but the longer you do it i'm sure it's gonna be like oh we'll just stay in or like you know like it'll be come more like probably chilling your outings so that balance of oh i'm paying for everything as we go out like you stocking the house with groceries while i come does not equal my plane tickets across the country. Ooh, we're going to be meeting you. in the middle. Yeah. Else, like, and we're both going to travel to see each other. And I, 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 I follow this girl on, like, her name is Joy Mumford. She's really cute. And she and her now husband, they went to school apart. Like they dated long distance for like five years. And that's what they would do. Like sometimes they'd go to each other, but for the most part, they would take trips in the middle once they could explore. But also I think for that very same reason to keep it more balanced, you know? So yeah. What do you think, Deb? For your own curveball. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel like, yeah, at some point, like, if I can't afford to go see you, then 
we're going to have a conversation about it. And if you can afford to fly me to see you and you want me to go see you, then, you know, at that point, it's like, well, you know, you either got to give in or, you know, because if I'm not, if I'm poor over here and you're balling, (laughs) (laughs) then, um, I mean, I think so too. I think I'm at a point in my life where you start thinking about not necessarily how many times you see somebody but like actual hours like how much time you actually get to know somebody and if you're long distance you're not really seeing each other that much it doesn't matter how much you FaceTime or like talk on the phone it's not the same as having one-on-one like intimate time with one another so even if you're doing this for a couple months you haven't spent that much time together you can have this awkward conversation and just decide what you want to do about it Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think you'd have to. Like, how long is this going to go on? You know what I mean? Like, where we're not, where we're deciding what's what's taking place here. So I think it's fair. But I can't imagine being like, you should pay for me. Like, I can't imagine just having that expectation. Like, There's a lot of people who do act that way, unfortunately. It just is. And then, I don't know. I just feel like it sucks that, and I'm not trying to be like, talk shit, but that there are women who carry themselves that way and that it kind of taints how men feel about women who aren't like that or they assume that all people are that way so like I definitely know that there are women who do have this expectation of men but I also know this I don't mean this so harsh but also like why the fuck are you dating a girl like that like I don't get that because then I think you get to this point where You're having this negative connotation coming at it all aggressively, like, in my opinion, with the Clint Coley video, where I'm just like, I didn't do that shit to you. But, like, why, like, as a guy, or whoever, because, I mean, I don't think this just, I don't think this only happens in, like, male-female relationships, but, like, why as a partner would you want to be with someone who expects you to just, like, carry them like that? Like, that sounds so unattractive to me, like, that I don't really get it. Like, it's just very, it's such a foreign idea, but... If you're looking at me like you do it all, like what am I providing? Just that I look nice? Like that's weak. Yeah. You got to bring your A game all the time. That's why you got to have your nails done. Which I cannot do. (laughs) (laughs) B minus. There you go. But like that does sound like a lot of pressure. Like if the exchange is that I always have to like look amazing, be amazing. Like I'm assuming pretty much do what you say. Like I don't know because like. Am I working? Like, do I work? Like, I, I just never get this kind of... I'm so fascinated by it. And I don't really know anyone who's in that kind of relationship, so... I'm not fascinated. I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm so I don't even want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. I don't want to know. I want to know. Tell us about it, Deb. About what? <laughs> I'm about what? About Brian paying the bills. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, yeah. I don't know. I just think the whole idea of it is really strange. It's, it sounds very powerless to me to have the expectation that someone else is going to like carry your weight and do that stuff. I also don't know what you do at the end. What like, do you mean? I mean, like, I don't know. I can't guarantee this dude's going to like marry me and like lock it down. Like, you know, cause again, that A game is going to slide downward at a certain point. And so like, if you were depending on someone else to entirely take care of you, what if that relationship ends? Like, is it just that now your goal is to go find someone else to do the same thing? Or like, are you just like asked out of luck? Like, you know, like what I happens? think that goes with probably a personality type. And yeah, they probably attached to finding the same kind of partner that will be a replacement. Yeah, I just can't do it. Too many opinions, as I was told on my last date. Did you guys watch um, the new stand-up from Les Dog? I always call her Les Dog. She means Leslie Jones. But, but yes, <laughs> did you watch I, it on Netflix? I did, did watch it. Did you watch it, Deb? I don't even know who that is. Well, no. she's oh, she's not as Yeah. It's pretty funny, yeah. I don't know if anybody else has seen it. It's it's funny. It's also probably not what a, a man, I think, probably wants to watch because I think it's a lot to take in. And she's who I want to be when I'm 50. That's really, she was really funny. Yeah. Is she 50? Yeah. She's 52, she's 52. yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it's funny because she just talks about like, the different phases of life and like what you get from them. It's really good. Like, yeah, really I think people funny. should watch it. Male or female. Doesn't matter. Either yeah, way. It cracked me up. It's funny. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Clint Cooley question, the the post. I can't really say. I mean, I don't know if it, I can't say that he is. The, my issue is, I do not 100% disagree with him. It's just his delivery. So that's why I'm having a hard time, like, answering. Like, people I, in the comments got crazy, though. Oh, people were real mad. People were very angry at him. 
And like men, like I saw a lot of men saying like, oh, women are going to get so mad at you for saying this. And I was like, are they? Like, I don't mind paying for my own flights. Like, I don't care. Like, it was just the fact that like there was like, he's like expecting me to want him to pay it that made me mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we had said like his delivery about it. He was just very aggressive. Like very, he just seems like he's an angry person. And I don't know if you're going to be an angry person. I don't want to go see you. If you have that attitude, if you're being so aggressive, then I don't want to go see you. I don't want you to pay for me to go see you. Like I still want to see you. You are an angry person. That's and what he came off as. That's being. what I told An Casey angry, too. bitter person. Like he's like, upset follow, at life. He's him, upset at women. I don't know. I don't he like needs it. to work on himself. I think so. <laughs> he does. Because I was telling Casey that initially, yeah, I followed him, and then I started watching other posts, and I was just like, this guy's really negative, and I don't. Whatever he, whoever fucked him up and burned him, it's yeah. projecting so much and like all yeah. of his tone of everything. They're like, he needs to get some help. And it's okay to say jokes, like, or whatever. Oh, yeah. you his know, jokes be- were really yeah, good. So like, exactly, because his stand-up was funny. He was great. And then, but the other things yeah. behind it, once you see the social media, it's just like, And I, I was, like, excited to learn that he had a podcast. I was like, because it's called, I want to say, like, Diaries of a Fuckboy or something like that. And I was like, oh, like, this will probably be really good. But then I see, like, these clips from it, and I'm like, oh, this is not the same kind of funny. Now, this is not going to probably be accurate, but I remember, I think it was at New Year's time, he was posting something about wanting to let negativity go or something on his story oh. about how he maybe was in the past prior years and that he's working on himself. And I'm like, well, fuck, if you're working on yourself, whew, you're a lot. I, I imagine he doesn't think of that as being negative, like just like a statement of fact. But that's what he assumes to be fact. Yeah. I just think it's, you know, don't paint everyone with the same brush. Right. Or change who you're trying to meet with, you know, like maybe you need to think about who you're spending your time yeah, with. Yeah, like yeah. work on that. That's like that's what true. I'm saying. Well, yeah. <sighs> I love about it. I love comedy. I love standing comedians, and even that for me was just like no, you just I can't be around that much hate and like negativity constantly. Yeah. When I shared it with them, Deb was like, hmm, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot to unpack. I didn't say I have a lot of thoughts. I said I'll save my comments. Oh. Your comments. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Your little face made me think, oh, Jeff has I something just said, to say. Hmm. Yeah. No, I just thought he would, like I said, I just thought he was, he came off as like a very angry person. Like he has some shit, you know, that he has been through or whatever. But yeah, he's just an angry person. And I wouldn't want to, I don't know. I In wouldn't want to be with somebody like, like that. that. You know? show, I like, that we saw him live, it wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go back to see him. Yeah, because it was good, but this other stuff doesn't weigh out. Yeah. That. So now you don't want to support it. I guess no, that. it's too much. Yeah. Well, I said earlier that we kind of like slide back into this topic, and it is about like relationships and finances a little bit more. And so, like, I know for me, I have never lived with a partner, like even like half seas or kind or anything like that. And so I, like, I feel like I've never fully split my finances with a person. I know every couple does that very differently. Like, I have some friends who literally just put everything in a pot and they just pull from that pot together. Some where all their finances are entirely separate. I mean, I don't think there's a right way to do that by any means. But, like, what do you guys think about it? Like, or how have you done it previously? Whoever wants to go. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. I'm, everybody's looking at me. Yeah. Um, well, I guess because I, me and Brian are together and we live together. But um, I mean, right now it's kind of, I don't know. Well, so I did have a hard time initially because um, I was living on my own before Brian came to live with me. So I basically took care of everything. And um in my previous relationship, I depended on my ex a lot financially. And so it was hard for me to kind of like allow Brian to help me financially because I didn't want to go. I felt like I didn't want to go back to a place where I depended on somebody or I felt like I needed somebody financially. Because when me and my ex broke up, I remember there was a lot of stress 
and there was a lot of like, well, am I going to be able to do this on my own because I have had this help and this support from this other person? So when Brian came, I was just like, I got it. No, like, I don't want you to help me. Like, I'm going to take care of this. You just, you know, take care of your own shit. But then after I'm like, well, is that really fair? Well, no, it's not fair because if he's living here and if he's, you know, using the utilities and using, you know, whatever, then um, it's not fair for me to do that all on my own and for him to just live here for free and for me to kind of, in a way, support him, you know, because it was kind of like supporting him as well, Um, even though he had his own like bills and things to take care of. So, um, I mean, I think right now we've gotten to a point where we kind of, you know, split things and things are more like 50-50, but we still have our separate finances. However, we have had conversations because we do plan to get married and, um, I would like for our finances to be joined together together. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want to have like any resentment or any, and I don't feel like we do right now. Um, I feel like things are pretty even and, um, you know, we, we know how much basically like how much we have. And like, if I ever am short on anything, or if I ever need like extra cash, I can always ask Brian or like vice versa. You know, if he ever needs cash, he can always ask me and I don't expect him to like pay me back for that. Or because I know that, like, like you said, like, I got you, you got me Mm -hmm. type of deal. But, um, I would, I think that it would just be better, like, as far as for us in the future, if we like start to like build a family and like have kids and, you know, things like that. Um, if we do have our finances together. However, Brian has his doubts because (laughs) right now we have very different um, ways of managing our money. So Brian is very old school when he manages his money and I'm very like everything convenient. So like all of my bills are on auto pay. So everything automatically comes out of my checking account. And, um, you know, I just know, like, I have money there, it'll come out. And I kind of, I mean, I kind of know, like, when the bills are supposed to come out. But Brian pays each bill individually. Not like that he mails a check or anything like that. But, you know, on the first, he has, like, his bills that he needs to pay. And then on the 15, and, you know, whenever. Yeah. He has his bills that he needs to pay. So he's like, well if we have our finances together, like, how is that going to work? Because like your bills come out automatically. And I like to go, like, he likes to be in control of like every single like penny in his account. Whereas like, I mean, I, I do feel like I have control and I'm always checking my account, but I like the fact that like, I don't have to think about like paying the light bill on whatever day, you know, that it'll just automatically come out. So I don't know. It's something that we do have to talk about. And would you guys ever do like a finance class together, like a marriage one or? Um, I don't know. I never thought about that, but um, we have talked to like some of our friends, like some of our married friends and um, like about like things that they do or things that work for them. Um, and I think that it has opened his eyes as far as to see that it is something that is good because like one of the biggest issues that people have in like marriages or relationships is like finances. And like, that's a common thing that a lot of people fight about, you know, money or like who's paying for what, or, you know, um, some of our friends have told us that, especially like when it comes to children, because, you know, children are expensive. So like if one person, you know, if you have like your separate accounts and one person is always like buying everything for the child, then at the um, at that time, they might feel like resentment towards like the other person because they're like, well, I'm basically like supporting this child and you're not like helping me. Ooh, that sounds you know? complicated. So I don't know. Um, I mean, those are just like examples right. or things that like were brought to like our attention. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is something that um, I think Brian is just scared because he feels like he's not going to have control of his money. But um, I mean, I think we're going to do it. Of course. Yeah. Well, you're going to get married. You'll figure it well, out. Well, yeah. Yeah. I like I was like, no, I'm saying we're going to put the money together. Yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, I have. I've never lived with anyone, so I've never had to fully share with my ex-boyfriend. I feel like I don't know. He used to live with someone, so it made like the fact of like utilities hard because I'm like, well, I can't like help out with your utilities like this dude's house, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so it was kind of a, not a problem in the start relationship, but like um, once we both moved out, I think it was more. I spent a lot more time in his apartment than he ever spent in my apartment, and so I was like, I am using all your utilities. He had a, he had a washing machine, like a full size one. It was dope. So I'd be like, I'm doing all my laundry at your house now. It's all happening. <laughs> and so obviously I was taking up a lot of my fair share. So I never like took over a bill because I didn't live with him. But, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm I'm going to go grab groceries for us or like whatever for like these things or like things that I know he needed. And I think like in our recreational life, I was because he was not a planner. I was in charge of a lot of things. So I think that's how I like helped like with like the stuff I was obviously taking away from him. But like. Like your expenditure. Yeah, you know, because I, I, I do all my laundry in separate loads by, like, color families and things like that. I mean, it was a lot of laundry, guys, you know, like, and just other things that I was doing there. And so I didn't want to just be like, oh, I'm just taking all this from you and, like, not doing anything back. So I tried to be pretty fair. But I didn't want to say, Deb, which made me think of for married people is a long time ago on the news they had, like, a financial expert. And I mean, take from that what you will. Talking about marriages. Because it's true, like, money tears people apart, unfortunately. And what they said was that one technique that can work for people is that they do have a joint account, um, but that each person puts in half of their salary. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they said do halves instead of like an amount is because like the chances of you and your partner making the exact amount of money is really slim, right? But like, it's not fair. Well, not not fair, but like that, again, to like avoid resentment, if you're both putting in half your finances and then using that money for like your mortgage or like your kids or like, you know, the, the joint things between you, then all that, like you're both contributing to it fairly. And then you both also still have your own money for whatever it is you want to do so that you never have to have someone say like, well, I saw that you like bought a sweater. Like, why are you buying sweaters? You know, like, it's like, don't worry about why I'm buying sweaters because that's just like the money that's over here. You know, like I didn't buy with this communal money. And I could see that being real. And I, I really was drawn into the half thing because I think like, let's say I make $50,000 and my partner makes $100,000. If they're like, well, we're both going to put in $50,000. Well, like there's all my money. You know what I mean? But like, I like that mutual contribution of fairness. I, yeah. And I, I have heard of that before. I just don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I just feel like, you know, we're a team and I feel that if you make a hundred and I make 50, then we make 150 together. That's how I feel. And it's, like, it's together. Yeah. It's and then, you know, another thing that like one of my married friends, what she pointed out was that like her and her husband, they actually, they have an agreement where um, they if they make any purchases over like a hundred dollars, then that's when they'll have to have a conversation prior to making that purchase. Um, and she said that it, it does make her a little bit more like conscious about what she's spending because she knows that her husband is going to see like, Hey, you just went to Sephora and spent $50, you know, but at the same time, he can't tell her anything because he may go to like home Depot and spend $50 and she won't, you know, say anything, but anything that's like for the house or like for groceries or for like their kids, um, you know, they don't have to have conversation if it's over like a hundred dollars. But if it's like something like, Hey, you know, I want to go on a shopping spree and I'm going to go to the mall and spend, you know, a hundred or whatever dollars, then, you know, that's when we're going to have a conversation about it. But she said that it does make her think twice about like what she's, you know, spending because she knows that like he, can see that, you know, like, she'll be like, well, you know, do I really need this? Or do I really need to have a conversation about like spending this? But I think, I don't know, I feel like that's fair. And I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I just think that, you know, it should be a team, you know, we're a team and we're gonna, you know, tackle, you know, if you have this debt, like that's my debt too now, because we're married. And when I married you, I took on you know, yeah. all of your finances, all of your debts, all of your bills. So, you know, we're going to tackle this debt together. And yeah, I mean, that's just how I see it and how I think it should be. But, you know, obviously everybody has their own like perspective and own view about, you know, I guess things that work for them. 
What as far as my personal experience with partners and money, mine is actually the opposite of Deborah's. Um, for me and my past relationship, we were together for uh, it was a long term relationship, and towards the end of it, I was I had graduated from college. I was one that was working full time, and he was still in school. So I primarily paid for most of our things, and I didn't have a problem with it. Um, we were living together. We were living with his family, so we didn't really have too many like big bills. We would just like contribute money for rent. And like small utilities, but not too much. And so like I wouldn't mind buying groceries or because I'd be the one that would do the cooking. So I would go buy the groceries and stuff. And he would give me money for things. And but I still feel like I primarily pay for it. But at the same time, I knew like because I knew where he worked and like how much money he made. We used to work at the same job. Like I know he didn't make a lot of money and I didn't have an issue with it. So I could see how it could be somewhat emasculating for a male to have a female paying for all their things, not all their things, but a majority of things. Because I think a lot of guys, they want, it's a good thing. They want to feel like they're providing, that they're taking, taking care of their partner, taking care of their family. Um, so I could feel that there was a little bit of strain in our relationship because of that. Um, we never argued about money. That wasn't really, bless you, Deb. Bless you. <laughs> that wasn't really something we would argue about, but we also didn't have discussions. Like we probably should have talked about it either. Um, so it took me, as I was starting, to, when I was single again, it took me to be more aware that it's okay for, like, guys to pay for you, that you don't necessarily have to go 50-50 all the time either, and to also, like, let someone treat you or let someone, like, make you feel special and, like, treat you like that, because you deserve that, too. Like, you deserve to be... Um, to have people do that for you not, not taking advantage of it obviously but like it's okay if a guy wants to pay for a date or it's okay um for those things and so other people that I have dated I've kind of taken a backseat to it where it's like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna let somebody pay for the first date and I'm gonna I'll offer if it comes up in the situation usually pretty much I always offer to pay sometimes they'll let me and sometimes they won't I do prefer to a guy for a guy to pay on the first date at least that's how I feel about it um, I guess I'm just like traditional in that sense. Um, I've had guys not pay <laughs> even for like a $4 coffee or like a $7 drink in case he's like nodding her head. Cause it's literally just she knows how to that me. feels. And I'm just like, Oh, like really, if you can't, you can't buy me a coffee, you can't buy me like an ice cream or something. It's just not a good impression. And maybe it's wrong for me to judge somebody off of that, but I just feel like that is like, gonna it, that's just showing how your whole relationship's gonna be very like tit for tat and I don't even have friendships like that so I don't want a relationship to even start off on that foot so it's not for me so I'm gonna have to pass um and so yeah so my op my experience is kind of the opposite of Deborah's and just kind of learning to let people also pay for things and it's like I think I've gotten better about that and I still I still always offer to pay it's just I just feel like it's what I want to do um but yeah, as far as marriage finances, I don't really have any sort of view. My friend also does what your friend does, Deb, when they have a conversation, but their limit is at $50. And I, to me, I feel like that would be a good thing to talk about. And I think it even just comes from as we're dating and being in relationships older, like so for me and Casey, for example, we've accumulated a lot of our own personal things. And so do you really need another whatever that item is like he's got things I've got things like I really think that having those conversations are important just because you may not need those things and because when you actually talk about it it brings it to light and to just kind of decide like do we need this in our life and if it is more of an expensive thing let's talk about it together and like figure out what we want to invest in so we can have it for a while or whatever it might be so yeah yeah and I mean Brian and I kind of have that already where we actually we do talk about finances and we do talk about like spending or buying like expensive things. So like if he's going to buy something expensive, like we already have a conversation about it. So I, I feel like we're already like on that track, you mm -hmm. know, he'll tell me like, oh, you know, I really need to buy like blah, blah, blah or whatever. And, you know, like we'll talk about it like, oh, is it something you really need? Is it something that can wait? Or is it something, you know, like how is this going to like benefit you or benefit us you know mm -hmm. so yeah we already kind of do that already he's more of an impulsive buyer than I am Brian is I feel mm -hmm. like he is yeah 
because I always think twice. I'm always like, do I really need that? Do I really want to spend $50 on like this purse or these shoes or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like he's more impulsive with like larger purchases and I'm more impulsive like on smaller things because I'm like, oh, like this is only $5. Like it's a good deal. Yeah. And so like, I don't know which is better because, you know, I'll buy like 10, like $5 things, which is like $50, but he'll buy like one $50 thing, you know? So I don't know. We just have different styles, I guess. I really have no idea what I'll do. I'm I'm so single. I can't think about it. I didn't grow up with like things being split, but I will say like, um, my mom told me this before my dad had passed away. And like, now that he has passed away, I see that this is definitely true that you always want to make sure you have like your own line of credit and not just joint couple credit, because that does not always roll over to a singular person. So like, if you're always sharing credit, like we just have a couple's credit card and one partner is gone that like you can go back to like essentially having no credit. They don't, they don't count that as you. And this happened to my mom. It didn't happen to credit card. Actually. They were like, okay, that's fine. Like we'll go ahead and roll it over. But with, I want to say like her electric bill or something, it was under my dad's name. Like the entire time my parents lived in my childhood home, which is like 30 years. And my mom was the one who was paying it. It just, my dad's the person who opened it up. And when my mom was like, okay, well, I need you to like, send it over here or like do this thing she would they were like oh you can't have that rate like we have to start like a new account for you like all oh, over oh I see what you're yeah. saying yeah and I was like that's bullshit like that what sucks. is like that's yeah. so silly and like mm-hmm. it like changed some of her rates like it changed some things and they're like in a year after you've like paid on it we can see that you're gonna pay on it we can like talk about switching this thing it might not have been for the electric but nobody wants to start with a new customer yeah. like a cell phone yeah like you it wasn't created that other line but it was for it was for something but either way i was like what like yeah yeah she's still part of this marriage like Mm -hmm. you know like that's insane and so like i do think like i'm all on board for sharing like i'm not against that but like i think it's those things that you don't always think about and then it's like oh you know so like i was like okay mother well i will always make sure i keep something for myself because yeah you don't want to be fucked over later like no i think it's important too for um both people not just um, oh yeah in the in the partnership to also be involved in the bills and not have one person handle all the finances yeah you never know what happens somebody could die they first could leave you like yeah and you don't know what's going on in your own personal finances because that's your money too yeah like you work just you earn for it. whatever reason with this one bill know. i was just yeah. like that's bananas and i hadn't really thought that that could be a thing but I do want to say, what Joel was saying about the dates, um, I agree it's nice for someone to pay for the first date. Like, I've paid for the first date myself before. You know, I've had guys offer to pay. I always offer to pay, obviously. But I mentioned a few episodes ago when we had Blake on as a guest that I was going to go probably out on a date with a guy. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I did go. I met him. And we went for coffee, like just Starbucks. And it was really weird. He got there before me. And so he was waiting for me. And then he said, oh, go ahead. Like, you know, like, ladies first, like, get in line first. And I'm like, okay. Because he'd been there probably, like, five, ten minutes before I got there. And so I go order. And the lady's like, anything else? So I noticed he was standing kind of far back from me. So I kind of looked back at him like, oh, like, are you going to order now? He's like, oh, I'll get my own. I was thinking, well, one, I was not offering to pay for you. But two, like, why even wait for me? If you weren't going to purchase this coffee. I feel like using those language is like, oh, it's together. Yeah, it's, it was That's so weird. weird. And I was like, what? I'm not paying for my own fucking coffee. Like, I don't give a shit. But, like, it just, like, started things off on such, like, a bad note for me. Like, in fact, I was texting with a friend. And she was like, oh, I'm really excited. I was like, don't be excited. Oh. It's not going to go. <laughs> like, because it was just such a weird thing to do. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those like awkward situations where you like you don't know what to do or what to ask, right? Like if you're like, oh, like are you like gonna order or are you just gonna stay back there or and like then what's gonna happen? He talked to later a long time. He got a coffee. He goes, oh, this coffee was free. I thought so. Your coffee was free, and you still didn't buy my fucking like four dollar coffee. Like you. Asshole. He used like, a reward. I don't know what he did. He was like, he talking for a, a long time. Reward and, all he, and all he got was a plain coffee. Like it was just so weird. And then it was busy. And I was standing there waiting. I was like, I'm not gonna go sit with you and get back up. Like I'm just gonna wait in line like until it's ready. And he was like, I'll wait. Okay. I was like, okay. And then like two minutes later, he's like, I'm probably gonna go sit down. I was like, you should go sit down. Like, whatever. He probably it was because I think the plain coffee is 50 stars. And maybe he just didn't have any money to, like, treat you. And so he was like, I have enough well, then, for, like... Then don't invite. 
then don't invite. I mean, I agree. I do agree. But and, and just the language, like the whole situation, because I feel like if you wanted to get your own coffee, you were there before me. Like you could, I could have arrived and you could have had the coffee. Like the fact that he's sitting, like waiting for me. I'm like, oh, like. I always think it's weird when you arrive and they already have their drink. I mean, that's have their, it's super weird. I never know what to do with that. I'm just like, well. I don't, even, I don't even really drink coffee. Do I have to buy one now? You've already made the purchase for the table. Like, no, it's yeah. very strange. And I was just like, but like, I just feel like it would have made more sense in that scenario if you are not treating me, but just already fucking have it then. Like, you know, like, why are you making it seem like we're ordering together? We're doing this stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I was just like really thrown off by the whole thing. And I was like, Ugh, I don't like this. I went on a, a coffee date with a guy and a few months ago, and we met for coffee. He he bought both their coffees. I was like, oh, that's nice. And so I wanted to see him again. We both had been texting that we wanted to see each other. And so I asked him, like, oh, would you like to get a drink? I think it was tonight or, like, the night before. I asked him if he wanted to go get a drink. And he was like, sure. And then he responded back, you buying? With, like, three question marks. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you texting me that? And in my mind, I'm like, I mean, I may have bought it because he bought – he took us on the last, he didn't take us on the last drink. He bought the last coffees or whatever. Yes, I can buy someone two drinks. Like, it's not a big deal. But don't you fucking ask me. Like, it's just weird to ask like that. It is so rude. And so, actually, I had you in my mind, Casey, because I'm like, well, now there's this thing in the air. It's weird. Like, there's just this weird that I can't handle this. And so I was like, well, and I just responded to him. I was like, I'm not going to bullshit these guys anymore. I was just like, um... Well, I was planning on buying our drinks, but I don't like that you asked me about it. Like, now it's just going to be weird. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's just when he started explaining whatever his financial situation was, like, money was tight or whatever. And I was just like, never mind. And then we never, we didn't talk anymore. So I no, like, never mind. I feel like if you can't afford to purchase your own and maybe buy somebody else a beverage as well, then you shouldn't be going out on a date. I feel like sometimes like don't people... Go, oh, God, sorry. Don't go with zero in your account. <laughs> Do <laughs> like not. You have no business dating. Or yeah, don't go with $5 you. in yeah. your account. No. And just be like, I only have enough for, like, my coffee. Well, then don't go. Like, I don't want to, like, this day to take your last penny... Like, I don't no, want to be that person either. I don't. Sometimes you seem to acknowledge it's not the time for you to be dating. You like, shouldn't exactly. be dating. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're not in the time of your life that you can be like dating Like, your right finances now. aren't good right now? Because dating, dating, honestly, is a lot of money. It's not a cheap thing to do. So, just be realistic. Dating I can't afford to date right now. It's expensive. It's true. Like, fuck. Even if you're paying for your own self. Not even treating anybody. Going like, out again. <laughs> it's not cheap. Yeah, we're on one. It's just weird. That's the, I, I remember when that happened, and it was weird. Like we were yeah. we were getting hopped up on the phone of that. I know. I was like, "Well, what the fuck? Never fucking mind, such a bro. weird thing to say." Like, Stupid. I don't know. Like, because yeah, you know, I am an independent woman. I can't afford my own coffee. But like, Jesus Christ! And I probably was gonna buy the drinks, but you know what? Don't say shit to me. No. Ugh. Well, you know, I can't remember if I said share on the podcast or not, but like. Jill and maybe Devna was like, my ex-boyfriend and I started dating because on our first date, I bought us a coffee. And I really bought it because I was dating someone else and I felt kind of guilty. Guilt coffee? So, yeah. So I was like, I got the coffee. Like, I got it. He's like, I've never had a girl buy me a coffee before. I was like, oh, you're cool. Like, it's fine. Plus, you just got like a plain coffee. It was not that thrilling. But I was like, this is, it's true. This is a guilt coffee. Like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be here or not. Like, Ooh, look at you, Casey. I did not have a boyfriend. But she was dating someone. I was dating someone. I don't know if we've been dating so long that I should not have been going out. But like, whatever. I stopped dating them almost right away mm-hmm. afterwards. But like, I was like, I'm still going to buy the coffee. I don't know how you navigate <laughs> this. Plus, on that same date, he had bought me cupcakes from Auntie M's. It was our first date, and they were like twenty five dollars. Whoa, like, for four cupcakes. Yeah, that's back when he cupcakes. used to charm me. Oh my that's the beginning. <laughs> I've also had guys tell me that that I'll buy them whatever, and they'd be like, "I, you know, I've never had anybody buy me something, or like I'm always the one that buys everything." And then, which I don't know if this is right or wrong, it makes me question their self worth because I'm like, "What kind of people are you dating? Like, do I want to keep dating somebody like this? I don't know. I don't know if I'm overthinking." I also think that sometimes guys just say things guys say stupid shit yeah mm-hmm. and that sometimes guys lie i don't i feel like guys are not always 100 percent honest because you know they're always like i've never met anybody else like you before like shut the fuck up don't give me that generic ass line or like you are one of a kind 
get out of here. I know I am, but <laughs> the devil is so like disgusted. No, she's bad. Oh, I hate those generic lines. I just yeah, like oh, like you're just something else or whatever. I've never met another girl like you. Exactly. Like, you probably have. I'm not that fucking cool. Like it's fine. Or who do you know? Like I know you haven't. <laughs> exactly. Who do you hang out with? I mean, like I'm dope, but like I'm not that fucking special. I'm like, no, I am. I'm like, I know you haven't met anybody like me, but like you just need to tone that shit down, okay? Look at them. Don't tell me that generic line that you just told the last girl. Never met anyone like you. <laughs> I know you haven't. That's, That's how I, I feel too. I'm like, yeah, you haven't. And you may not keep knowing me. Exactly. I don't like you. I feel like people have met someone like me, probably. Don't they just look like you. That's they all. probably think it your was doppelganger. me. It's your doppelganger. It's your doppelganger. the good night in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, this has been a very interesting... It's it's taken us all over the place. We will share the link to the Clay Coley thing so you guys can let us know your thoughts on it. Maybe we took it the wrong way. Maybe you super agree. Um, I doubt it. I don't know. We'll see. I doubt <laughs> it. We'll make sure to tag him. Maybe he'll listen to this episode. Uh. Maybe that he'll fucking relax. Maybe, not. Maybe he'll relax. <laughs> Let's get in for that combo. There you go. Uh, the yeah. chief partner. All right. Well, this has been the end of the good, the bad, and the truth. <laughs> this is the end. Is that a song? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know the next line. That's it. That's all I know. Now say something dramatic, Deb. Uh, follow us on... At- <laughs> Follow us at Good Bad Truth Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe and like and comment and thumbs up and we'll do whatever the fuck you want to do. And tell a friend. Spread the word. Share. Share. Oh, and stay tuned for a special treat at the end of this episode. It's a blooper. It's oh, a yeah. Blooper. Well, you're doing like the Blu-ray bonus features. So <laughs> you can take a listen. To I mean, it's not really a blooper. It's more like a tester. Well, just listen. Stay tuned yeah. for a treat. It's a treat. Courtesy of Deb. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. This is Deb. I am testing with the Blue Yeti mic. I'm just seeing how the feedback sounds, how, I don't know, how it sounds. Um... Hello, 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 hello. This is me further. This is me closer. Hello, hello. Okay, let's see how it sounds.